0: any questions or concerns that you may have, to ask anything at all that you'd like to uh, speak about today, if any inquiry gets underway, personal myself, can say thank you, any time to bring it to a close, share yes. silence. and anyone, say ultimately from inquiry to silence fiery for insight and understanding for one and all and for that to be the problem of listening outwardly and uh, inwardly. In if the uh, inquiry might be possible of course if you just have concerns and experience in the closing talk tomorrow morning where we will be speaking about the daily life situation about aspects and features of the daily life and endeavour to cover many of those questions that uh, do arise in the end of a retreat, as well as lots of information that is made available as well. of course, give to those who didn't speak in any of the previous inquiries here. The alternation of the genders as much as possible. So, anyone who has anything you would like to ask or speak about today... Okay to
1: record, yeah. Over the course of the um retreat, you've discussed a lot about doing and not doing. Yeah. About taking action versus getting out of the way and allowing life to Did you hear in the corner? No. And allow life to have a voice going after seven days. Right, okay. Given that exploration, I wanted to uh, explore with you the purpose of life. As you know, um, for the past 17 years, since I was 17, so half my life, I've been dealing with uh, one form or another of either chronic or life threatening illness. Mm And uh, I could always, at any given, t- most recently in the form of uh, a recurrence of a cancerous condition mm-hmm. in the colon, yeah. mm-hmm. and it would be easy for me to step out of the way, allow life to take its course, and uh, go away. But I've made, to date, always the conscious choice to not go, to resist what yeah. is going yeah. on, yeah. and to stay here. Mm-hmm. So I ask why? What's the purpose? What's the purpose of my living? What's the purpose of being alive? And it arises naturally for me because I've, because I've had to deal with, or I've been very aware of these issues anyway. When I look at it myself, for example, if I take uh, Shardas or the classical phrases of the, of the uh, metta meditation, may I be happy, may I be, may I be healthy, may I be safe, may I be at ease or at peace, yeah. you know, more or less. Yeah. If I look at that, um, I can throw out healthy, because you don't need to be healthy, that's not, mm-hmm. a, that's not a goal. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice, you can be happy and not healthy, yeah. or you can be healthy and miserable. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need, that's not a goal, to be healthy, a purpose. Um, If the purpose is to be happy, which I know... <laughs> Is what the Dalai Lama says, and uh, even though he's one of the people that I respect and love most on the earth, I'm not sure that I agree with that. And between safe and uh, at ease, I think uh, you can be safe as we all are here. Mm -hmm. Like we're pretty safe right here, but often, certainly not at ease. No, right, and. If you're at ease, then it doesn't matter if you're safe or not mm-hmm. because you can be, for example, the Tibetans in the, in the prisoner of war camps mm-hmm. who are tortured can feel a sense of peace even in the face of active oppression and harm. Mm-hmm. So it err on at ease and being, or a sense of peace being a higher purpose, but then <laughs> is it to be happy or to be at peace or at ease? And if I look, uh, for uh, for several reasons, being happy doesn't feel like it. Um, it, it feels selfish in a way, mm-hmm. because it doesn't do any... Well, in a way, if everyone is happy, it makes the planet mm-hmm. a better place. But it's still... Um, if you look at animals, who are also sentient beings as we are, mm-hmm. a dog uh, is happy wagging his tail, but most of the time it's curled up feeling at peace. He's mm. just not mm. always wagging its tail all day. Mm. When I watch the beaver come out um, chopping at the tree, he's probably not happy, but he's certainly at peace. He mm. wants to be he feels safe, he feels okay. He's not uh, <coughs> o- over oh, overjoyed oh.
0: <laughs> if we um uh a, Oh isn't it of course difficult interpreting What's going on with the species, our own, let alone others. But um, <laughs> in, um, getting back just to the early and, and the very important and central point there, uh, Jordan, you can say, in your okay, that uh, there's uh, working with something, cancer in this case, and it has a life threatening. Some of us at this point in time do feel reasonably healthy there. Yet, just by virtue of existence, it's life threatening. And that, obviously, relative comfort and security of health, one may not feel like that, but the reality of it actually is. Definitely. All have in common, just that certain ills highlight that dramatically on the day-to-day mm-hmm. level, whereas others do feel that. And sometimes you think, oh, if I let the process just go, it lead, lends itself towards being rather passive. Mm-hmm. Let, let everything just unfold by itself. I don't do anything about it, and it just takes its own course. Some people make those kind of decisions for various reasons there. But I don't have that in mind with uh, what is meant by non-doing. It uh, sounds like that. What, 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 what... Is it important in life? Because you spoke about health and happiness and peace, etc. Et is it so important in life to. Find a purpose. So, yeah. so it's important a... in life to, to conclude there's no real purpose to life, we're just here yeah, getting on with it as best we can. But what, what do you think?
1: In a way, it feels important to me mm-hmm. because if I think what is the use or, or purpose of my being alive. I think of just sucking in oxygen taking in food and leaving waste Mm. you know, in its place Mm. it doesn't feel like a like a very useful life I'll have lived, I'll have consumed a lot I'll have excreted a lot Mm -hmm. and I'll die and there's no judgment or value to that Mm -hmm. Uh, and perhaps it's fulfilling, but for me it feels like there's something to give, something to contribute, something to do in terms of in terms of like why am I still alive? There's a gift mm. that that I can give and that would feel fulfilling mm-hmm. to be able to I don't want to use the word accomplish, but to be able mm. to use the life mm. to do something good, to contribute in some way to you yeah. know, make yeah. that proverbial difference. Yes. Then feeling, okay, that was a life worth living. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's a lot to demand. Maybe the purpose is just to live, to eat, to excrete, yeah. to consume. Okay. But
0: both... Uh, one, the first one, of course, could lend itself to uh, the purpose of life wrapped up in self, rather exclusively lives for oneself, lives for what one can get, or lives for oneself and one's family, and the purpose of life. You have to look at that purpose we have given to life. to Maximize ease or pleasure, whatever it might be. Then you might say, oh, we could bring a more noble purpose to life, like you said, and that purpose would be essentially to Treat others as we wish to be treated. Give to others, serve others, support others, be a friend to others, and one might say, socially and personally. Oh, this is a confirmation of a life well lived. One's brought a noble purpose to it through one's activities. So for some, we'll put ourselves here. What purpose are we giving to life? How much is it for oneself? How much is it for others? Or for both? Do you think that's how to really take a good look at our existence? That's what it comes down to with regard to purpose oneself, just for
1: others, not for oneself, or for both, or in some other category? Two things come to mind. One is I've been fortunate to have a lot of experience with death and dying, Mm -hmm. both in participation in groups with cancer patients. Mm. Participating or facilitating, mm. leading, and also in my work as a doctor, as a resident in the hospital with dying patients, having that most uh, privileged of uh, positions of being able to be with people who are dying. Yeah. An, an immense privilege in life. And uh, knowing from experience with that, that people who lived with the purpose of gathering the most toys, or accumulating the most things, mm. you know. Don't seem to be as happy at the time of death as those who have spent time with loved ones, with family, have given their lives yes. in service, mm. feel more calm at the time of death. Mm. Fewer regrets. Yeah. Yeah. And the other way, the other thing that comes to mind in terms of the personal part that you say, is it just this part of life, just being focused on the personal and uh, being happy, or mm. or without uh, material wealth or physical accumulations, just working on the self? Both. Mm. Mm. And uh, that, yeah, that part. One of the. Um, most meaningful things I've heard on this retreat mm-hmm. uh, didn't actually come from the teachers. No. Mm-hmm. But uh, came from a woman in my last small group, with Sharda, mm-hmm. who reminded me that when she was here ten years ago um, and uh, heard me say something either at the go-around or whatever, that was immediately when I was in the throes of the whole brain cancer situation and being actively told I would likely not be alive, Mm -hmm. you know, very much longer. Um, When I was asked, am I, was I feeling angry at all about that? Mm -hmm. And she said to me that, uh, I said something that stayed with her for, years, and I hadn't even (laughs) remembered Mm -hmm. that I had said it. But I had replied, when asked if I felt angry, I had said, um, I don't have time for anger, just love. And I started started crying when she said that, because I remembered that there was a point in my life where it was very, very clear to me what was important in life, and it wasn't any of the things that we say from the meta-meditation. It wasn't about being happy. And this is my own personal sense of what was true in life, that like, within the month after the diagnosis, the surgery, the chemo, all that had started, I was very sure that the only meaning to life was giving and receiving love. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had no doubts about that. And then the ego comes back, you get healthier, you have a sense of self again, a sense of time comes back. When I live, and I live I need people to like me, and so I can like me, and think yes. good things about me. And yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and the ego squeezes out all the wisdom about <laughs> love, yes. and, right. and right. gets you into trouble again. Right.
0: Right. So sometimes in our uh, depths of our heart, Great significance of human experience of love comes through its profound importance. The need to be supported with a lack of uh, self, a certain selflessness in it, in it all, and therefore the ebb and flow of life between each other, between the environment, etc., et et can really uh, take place and it brings the Best out of us. Of course, as I mentioned, how easy self and other, world comes back in. But
2: and,
1: one... there, and there's no separation there. There's no, no. separation in that moment. No. Neither of the feelings, or even you know that whole knowing what's going on around you, like being tuned in to, to everything
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, that uh, knowing what's happening in other people's minds in different places yes. around the world that, I don't know how to explain it, but just tuning into yeah. mm-hmm. different events that you have no right to know about. It's but, just such that, f- that real feeling of connection yes, that I and that's extremely Interconnection. profound
0: and deep, deep uh, important uh, outcome just to come back to the original thread and the theme. You might dare even think and reflect and wonder, could the purpose of life be outside of giving purpose to life?
1: The easy answer is for me to say that a life of service is of more value, mm-hmm. but I know, or I have a, a feeling, um, and I know, it's easier to pretend, mm-hmm. <laughs> that certainly the existence is devoid of purpose per se, there's no inherent ness in, in, in the expression of
0: life. Let me just rephrase and the points are important. Sometimes we say to ourselves, what am I doing with my life? And it can be a really strong question inside of us as we look around, what are we doing with our life? And we look for models of men and women who seem to be very focused, very heart-filled, and very purposeful in the direction that he, she, they, they bring to life. And, and how easy, then, we can divide the world of humans to a degree between those who really feel the sense of connection with others on a grand scale and on a smaller scale, and it really shows in service and doing it others, and those who seem to be much more orientated to doing for themselves, and with more accumulation, of course, there's more fear, and with death, it takes it all away, and therefore it's more difficult to die, etc. As human beings, we look for purpose in our relationship to ourselves and our relationship to each other. I wonder whether, to repeat, Purpose of life is to look
1: outside the purpose of life. Yeah, there. I think there's a natural, that whole man's search for meaning. Mm-hmm. But there's no inherent value of a life, inherent value of a life that spent giving and a life that taking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just the expression of life. There's this
0: ebb yeah. eb- and flow which goes on, and important, not in a philosophical way, but each one of us really takes a serious look from our experience, that's not philosophy, it's our experience, what is the purpose we give to life, does it feel worthwhile, does that need to change, or be adapted, or re-looked at, re-examined, it's a tough thing for any person to do, and have the willingness to make steps for that, and hopefully the natural interconnection which we all share is revealed much more clearly in things, and that can lead to a well, very worthwhile way of living, bringing more love into this world. But my interest is ultimately Ultimately,
1: it may be a personal choice, because you can spend your life searching for meaning and Mm -hmm. and be uh, wretched in your search, be miserable, Mm -hmm. suffering. Yeah, you can just live your life, just live your life, Mm. and not have that torment of looking for meaning in it, mm -hmm. and uh, arguably live a lighter.
0: Yeah, that's true. And My some tremble. people, wonder, wonderfully, oh, i trembling. A natural <laughs> wisdom with life, that is living their life, not making great demands on it, not making great demands on themselves. Cultures which trust and uh, faces it. so it's important mm-hmm. and beautiful reminder to us all. But I think what matters is not in life as we know it, what matters is outside. Not in it, it's outside. What do you mean? <laughs> 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 Set myself up for that question. <laughs> <laughs> meaning, sometimes in our relationship to life, we are very life meaning what I see, hear, smell, taste, touch, feel, think, and do. going on day in, day out, year in, uh, year out, passing through uh, this world. And very much, of course, involved in it. All the tendencies and awarenesses and the concerns and the priorities in this world and all the purposes and motivation, loss of purpose, all that goes on in And we keep thinking we're going to find the answer in this world. In ourselves, in who is in this world. And I'm saying, I don't think we'll do it. I think it lies outside this world. That's basically what I'm saying. just replied and said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> outside this world, not in, inside of it. Not outside, uh, out there in the.
1: How do you know that? You
0: can ask, because Christopher has no Thought, no question at all about life with purpose or without it. It's not a thought. It didn't, didn't arise as a, a movement. Mm-hmm. just doesn't arise. Did it ever arise? <laughs> Did it ever arise? Probably a, a bit. But not intensely. What Even in my monk's career, or in the years in the forest or in the cave or whatever. What
1: led to your letting go of this need for purpose?
0: Um, I can't recall any um, before and after, as it were, You, know, that, you know, that had a need to find purpose, and then there was some realization, and then there was after, and I didn't. any more. Oh, and I don't feel nor believe that I'm just your ordinary human being just, as you said earlier, kind of living one's life in a kind of unquestioning relaxed view towards life which some people have and very lots of wisdom with it, in which purpose or no purpose doesn't arise. I never think, you know, think along those lines. But what I am saying to repeat the uh, I think with purpose and does life have a purpose or not, I think we're, in a way, looking to life for the answer. I think we're actually looking sincerely, but we're kind of looking in the wrong direction. We're looking to life, our own life or the life around us, to see if it's got purpose or we could just say, oh, it's just. Things just going on, however we might describe it in some simple terms.
1: Yet you've chosen to dedicate your life to the Dharma, Mm -hmm. to service. You're actively involved in Greenpeace and other Mm -hmm. uh, social organizations. You used your five minutes of fame at that (laughs) uh, Buddhist uh, West Coast meeting, not to say how great you are, but to raise very important social, Mm -hmm. potentially activist Mm -hmm. questions. And you feel a purpose in your life to be doing something socially <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. worthwhile,
0: conventionally, ordinarily, everyday way of perceiving, of you're perceiving right in inside, it uh, inside of that that view. So I still have to labour the point a little bit here. That it's a kind of um, outcome. It, it's purpose and not purpose, or some purpose, or confused purpose, or states of mind, with clear purpose at times, and uncertain purpose at other times, I don't think is really ultimately what really matters. I think it, it, if we can have trust, that will look after itself. Other people to say, oh, you're doing very good things to a person. Another person may say, "Well, they're a bit selfish, a bit self-centered, or whatever," and those dualities genuinely worth taking notice of. And of course, it's a much lovelier life if the person is serving and giving. But I think where the source of it, where it all springs from, what it all comes out of—that's more important than some. little manifestation, if we're lucky, for three score years and ten. It seems rather a minor little event in the scheme of... Therefore, what really matters lies lies outside human purpose.
1: So it's not even helpful to be asking the question?
0: It's very helpful to be asking the question. I wish I could give you an answer.
2: Mm.
0: but only if we don't look to human activity mm. for the answer, which is what you and I are discussing here. Mm. If we don't look to human activity, doing for self, doing for others, doing for both. don't look in that direction. Then it seems like we've got nowhere to look.
1: But you're saying look outside.
0: And therefore, look out look outside meaning not look where we normally would go to which is to the mind and to our relationship to existence wrong direction then we're then, then we're in a way we're nowhere and there maybe that's the, the doorway to looking outside what really matters is what lies outside of life not what lies Inside, it mean everyday work. Not really and what lies outside is much closer to us than our art, what we see, and what we hear. It's that close. Say that one more time. What? Here's, here's the world, we're, as it were, inside this world, living out our life together. not better of a word. And we share and participate in this world to take the event away from us. And in that we flow with our purpose or we struggle with it. Love and connection is beautiful of human experience. And all of that can help in the nourishment of the purpose. Love helps to give the purpose. But even with all of that, wonderful and precious and appreciative as we are for it, given the core question you are, purpose and no purpose, is to look outside of it what we're doing with our life and in the looking outside of it Mm. try to take as much care as possible with the word outside Mm. because it could put it into the metaphysic out Mm -hmm. there somewhere therefore the closing point that I'm trying to introduce brings here's the world the eyes ears nose, experiences feelings and thoughts we don't look there. We just don't go in that direction. Then we may experience a sense of being nowhere. And that sense of being nowhere and not concerned with purpose is the open doorway to what lies outside. And that what which lies outside is closer than what. We see, hear, smell, taste. The purpose of life is to know that which is not of the purpose.
1: Thank you.
2: a question about vegetarianism. Vegetarianism. Yes. Mm. Um, I'm not vegetarian, uh, and I guess it's something I've been sort of struggling with lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two friends who are vegetarian, um, and they the reason that they give um, is that you, if you're going to um, be a meat eater, you should have the capacity to kill mm. the food that you're going to eat um and not that you actually have to go and kill the cow if you mm. want to have a hamburger you know we have division of labor but that you should <laughs> that you should be able to feel that you're able to do that mm. um and if you're not then you shouldn't mm. really be partaking mm. in this activity that um and that sort of makes a lot of sense to me um and I don't feel like I would really have the capacity to kill no. a cow. <laughs> um, not to mention the fact that it's against the precepts. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> 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 um so I guess I just I'm not sure where that puts me really, because I like eating meat, <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I just had conflict about it. I'm just struggling sorry. with it, and I'm not. Let's
0: put my cards up on the table here. You're talking to a strict vegetarian. So. Um, what do you eat? What kind of what, is there anything in the, in the meat realm? Or do you draw any limit?
2: Um. <laughs> For about a year, I didn't eat red meat at all. Did um, you didn't eat red meat for a year. No, but okay. I have been, re- again, recently. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff I don't like, but yeah. I don't really...
0: Uh, I could ask a sideways question. Um, what's your age? How old you? 21. 21. In, in uh, society, the kind of groups and social categories and age categories, etc.
2: That it is
0: uh, uh, women from 16 to 24 who have the highest percentage of people in society who are vegetarian. Why, why do you think, as you said, with two of your friends, why do you think that uh,
2: growing okay. number
0: of uh, young women, particularly of all the categories, uh, might be like amongst your friends, your peers, might be to be vegetarian or to uh, reduce considerably sometimes it's you know, red meat diet and then sometimes it's white meat chicken and stuff and then sometimes it goes to fish what's your sense with your friends making these decisions
2: well I think it varies um, I always ask people like yeah, yes, in, whenever yeah. mm-hmm. I find a vegetarian um, and I think that there's I think that there are a lot of sort of silly vegetarians. (laughs) Silly vegetarians. (laughs) Yeah, who don't like a lot of times I come across people who I ask them why and they I don't know, they they don't really have an answer or they Oh I'm one of those. (laughs) uh, Silly silly vegetarian (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, they're just they're just people who sort of deal with it in a way that I at least brings a reaction of of yes, respect yeah. and understanding, and then there are people. Who, I don't. I can't really give an yeah, example. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. I, I agree. So some do it out of some. Some do it out of concern for the animals.
2: Like there are lots of girls who eat, who only eat tofu because they're worried about gaining weight, and yes. that pisses me off. Yeah.
0: Right, <laughs> right, right, uh, fair enough. So some. <laughs> some do it just for health and appearance reasons. Some do it because it's. Fashion in it, as you point out. Some do it for concern out of what they eat and what the um, farm industry does to these animals, extra hormones, etc., the diet that they're feeding them, uh, etc. Uh, so the motives uh, behind it can vary a lot from, and, and some just don't like the taste. It's not anything anything to do with health, not anything to do with um, um, not wanting to hurt or harm animals, in a way, just whatever reason, just don't like it, just don't uh, eat it. In in these kind of teachings uh, here, um, for the most part, it's more important what comes out of our mouth rather than what in it as a general simple uh, rule. So I'm li- wondering a little bit when you were sitting there and just before you came up what's your general relationship now to diet and to eating animals birds and fish? But what's the general view? Towards it? What
2: do you mean?
0: Me- meaning when you came up are you uh, is it um, I'm thinking, I've had tried without red meat, I'm thinking about cutting out animal, birds and fish out of my diet, like we do here. Or, uh, just want to hear your view, and it won't make any difference, or whatever. What's uh, Well,
2: I guess, I don't really think I'm meaning one way or the other. I think I'm really quite securely in conflict.
0: Securely in conflict? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so how long ago was it that you went for uh, a year without the red meat?
2: I think I stopped when I was, it might have been longer than a year, I think I stopped when I was 18 or so, maybe 17. It may have been more like two and a half years. Um, and then I started again when I was 19, I guess. So. Yeah.
0: Would, would, would there be any um, uh, um, value as a practice or a discipline to uh, explore being vegetarian?
2: Well, I, I don't cook meat, really. Cook it, other really. than, like, I buy cans of tuna fish. And that's, other than that, though, I don't, mm. I, especially, I've lived for two years, so I said Vegetarian woman. So, when we are cooking together, yeah. I cook yeah. with tofu and vegetables, and it's yeah. all vegetarian. It's more or less only when I.
0: Would, would um, if I just get, we actually mentioned tuna fish at lunchtime today. So, if I gave you two points of information about tuna fishing, <laughs> 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 I would like to hear your response. Um, one is, of course tremendous amount of tuna fish are caught in the nets and countless other fish, especially uh, dolphins, die from this. Then there are tins which says dolphin-free and that's due to uh, the dropping of minor uh, explosives in the water to scare them away, the dolphins, to get the tuna. But this um, deafens the dolphins and they can't pick up sound and they die within days. Fish it
2: makes you want to stop eating
0: it. You so sometimes the um, information which comes, and the sensitivity that we have, one looks at the, kind of the impact of something there, and it, 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 it changes the way everyone feels. It come some concern, and sometimes it feels, I really don't the industry that is willing to, to, do, to, to, to do that. Uh, there, and it isn't easy to be clear and be well informed. And I can't remember his name, but someone wrote a very put a very powerful book together. I think called Diet for America. <laughs> and the information in that book when uh, a number of uh, people did change their way of looking just through having information provided about the impact on animals birth. But the difficulty is it is I and, and the others don't want to be in the position of self-righteousness, moralized. I'm not, I wouldn't put eating animal birds and uh, fish in some kind of breaking of a preset or uh, anything of that category. But it is uh, uh, genuinely, genuinely worthy of some reflection. And, and, and to look at the uh, uh, consequences to biodiversity. That, 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 that's I think. We're really worth giving some clarity.
2: Well, I'd agree. Um, part of sort of the chain of thought that I go through when I think about this is that um, there are also so many problems with fruit and vegetable farmers, of course. Yeah. pesticides, hormones, Absolutely. Yeah. genetically engineered food. Absolutely. Um, and also, what's been sort of coming up really strongly for me on this retreat um, is just killing plants too and mm. I um, there are people called fructitarians who mm. only eat mm. fruit that falls from yes. um, but you know I'm a northeaster I can't really
0: no <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> <laughs> um, with somewhere this is where finding some middle ground which feels right and appropriate I think is very important and I think Concerns and the questions you've been bringing, bringing up are incredibly important because diet is a daily life for all human beings. The worldwide food chain does need to be uh, looked at. At the present time, both here and elsewhere, we are obliged to pay more for organic food. But if we give support to organic farmers by paying extra, because it's more labor-intensive, then that will, in due course, as it's done quite considerably in five years, brought the prices down. So that that kind of food can be more affordable, and that gives support to farmers who are at risk in the organic farm, because of the labor-intensive and the high cost of that. And it also gives support to Diversity, and they also give support to land, water, and air. And we know the agriculture agro business is actually imprisoning farmers through making them dependent on or even pesticides or too food. So I think it's part of a reflection and an exploration of our interconnection with all things. So just as Jordan was speaking a moment or two ago about the interconnection with other human beings, there I think we have to feel and sense the same for that land, water and air and an important vehicle for that is life. It's a really important area for a thoughtful person to really give attention to. Let's not say we should be vegetarian, I'm not saying anything. Like that. Fact is, of course, that human beings do require protein, do require plants, crops, um, do require um, uh, fruit, etc. An essential part of the diet. All the evidence shows that those who are vegetarians live a longer life, a healthier life, and are less of a consumer in a wide variety of, of areas. And that also, I think, needs to be taken notice of as, as, as well.
2: So it's not an easy
0: thing. I get more concerned about the dogmatics of righteous vegetarians or vegans. And I think it's much more approaching it like you're doing with um, just care and sensitivity and to see where one fits in with it all. Simply because diet is a fact that they use human. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. very much. Good point and, and for everybody else to hear it.